as I've always said, you are the media is is my means of being this human cannonball where I will go out and test things and do things and I will report back to everyone and say, look, this this failed miserably or I think I've got something here that can work. And I've always believed in, in, in I think it was Mark Schaefer that talked about this thing about learning in plain sight of everyone. I'm a big advocate of that. Welcome to Reputation Revolution. This is the podcast where we help individuals like you to establish your voice in the marketplace, enhance the credibility of that voice, extend the reach of your story and your message, and finally, extract value from your efforts in building a meaningful personal brand that's both recognized and respected. Now, on with the show. Alrighty, welcome back to the Reputation Revolution. My name is Trevor Young, and my guest today, he plays the long game, and that's going to be the theme for our interview. His name is Mark Masters. He is he's got a mini empire happening on the south coast of England. The, you are the media, and a business called We Are the Media, and uh, we're going to dig into that. But Mark's doing all the right things across all the right channels in all the right ways. And I just love bringing on successful people who are not just doing things well, but doing it with heart and passion and enthusiasm and res- and with a respect for their audience. So, Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. You've been on, a, I think this is a three-peat. I think you've been on three times. This is the third one. Last one was uh, a little bit time ago. But So I'm not going to ask you what you were doing 10 years ago. I'm going to ask you what you were doing one year ago. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back on on home soil on <laughs> uh, on the Reputation Revolution. Right, a year ago, right, October October twenty twenty. So when the world went dark for all of us, I found a nice little home with you with the media, and we were doing shows online, and I was in that state of flux. Uh, we were we were doing monthly shows online. Who was our October guest? I can't remember. Was our, well, I remember we just had David Mim and Scott that was lined up. We was really enjoying this flow. And as when this a year ago today was when I, I it finally clicked and I was finding the flow with using Zoom, delivering shows, bringing people together, and know that you can have a community and you can have fun online. That's what I was doing a year ago. You were the media online, shows online, and I was finding <laughs> my little groove. Boom. And I love it that you've, uh, I mean, if you're on the, if people are listening on the podcast, they won't see this, but if you're going to watch on YouTube, you'll see you have a nice media wall, a logo wall, which is fantastic. Uh, you on are brand, the Trevor. You are on the media. Brand. <laughs> on brand. Now, just for people who may not have understand what or know what you are the media is it's a a lot of things just tell us what you are the media is please yeah thanks you the media is a marketing and media training and learning community it started in 2013 um it was started from zero with no one there and i was it was using it as a way for me to document what was happening in the big wide world and where it is now, it's it's everything that relates to similar to things that you talk about uh, around your side in terms of creation, in terms of content marketing. We see that new word, content entrepreneurship, that comes up now, relates to things as well, such as 
personal branding and thought leadership and how we build these owned media spaces, but also much more than that. It also represents how we can create a narrative and represents yep. independence and honesty and, and help help our own confidence. It's nice to be a part yep. of something as well, which yep. you are as well, my friend. You <laughs> are a big part of this as well. Well, I've uh, we've known each other for quite a few years now, and um, all this started when you were blogging, but the newsletter kicked it off. And um, you know, this is a it's been probably the mainstay. And you know, you and I both talk about the importance of mastering one owned media channel before you just start going off into a, a stack of others. And you're across all of them now, but you did start off with a newsletter which has gone out weekly. With apart from you know, you have your your summer break, um, you know, which has just been recent for you guys, um, but you've put it out weekly. Uh, for nine years? Yeah, eight years. Eight years. Eight years October yeah. 2013 it started. Yeah. So that's, you know, that is one one key takeaway. I'm going to cherry pick key takeaways as we talk. Don't expect me to remember them at the end, so I'll do it as we go through. But, yeah, that's one key takeaway, consistency, consistency, consistency. That has gone into you've had podcast. Um, you've now got the you, – you are the media, though, was never a plan. It, it was an evolution, wasn't it? Very much so. Yeah, I know. It's, listen, it it's, doesn't represent a part of something or a much bigger entity. It started off as a side project that became much bigger in itself um, that now stands on its own feet. Yep. And you do run an agency as well called We Are The Media. So you basically have two businesses running. What does We Are The Media do? So We Are The Media – you are the media – highlights to people what can be done and we are the media shows people and does it for people in yep. terms of all the things i talked about there in terms of become a trusted voice in our space and how we deliver it and how we use media and as i've always said you are the media is is my means of being this human cannonball where i will go out and test things and do things and i will report back to everyone and say look this this failed miserably or i think i've got something here that can work and I've always believed in, 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 I think it was Mark Schaefer that talked about this thing about learning in plain sight of everyone. I'm a big advocate of that because yep. that, again, that represents originality and creating content that, that is us, that is, is, that, that is close to us and the experiences that we have in our lives, but finds an angle to it that, that, that people find that's interesting. I'd like to find out a bit more. And another key takeaway, again, as we go through, uh, by okay, that's gems, blimmin' gems here, Trevor. I like the way you stop. Just to let you know, this one, listener, watcher, is point two. Mark says, carry on. <laughs> well, it, it's just something that, you know, so we've talked about consistency and, and, and email um, also being a, a very key channel. Uh, you've had podcasts. Uh, you now do video as well. Um, you've done live streaming, I, I think, yes, live streaming. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Dabbled with yeah, that. Um, and also you've got a Facebook group a private oh, a private facebook group and but the events are the thing that you started off doing these informal lunch events that morphed into an annual conference with you know international speakers at the mary shelley theater in bournemouth and mm. then you uh really now are creating lots of learning programs off the back of that. That's really the, I guess, the monetization of it, isn't it? The um, people want more, they're getting excited about it. Um, so there's learning programs that you create. 
online and offline. And recently you've been dabbling, not dabbling in a bad way, but experimenting given the world that we've got. Um, I think what I think is genuine hybrid events where you've got people in a, in a venue um, and with a big stage and a big screen and then you've got people who are tuning in and they're on the, on the screen as well, aren't they? Oh, yeah, so that's, that's the new thing because now that physical events are back, particularly in the UK, we can take advantage of what we learned from being fully digitally enabled back in 2020. Yeah. And so what it means or what I'm understanding is that why can't we fuse the best of both worlds? Now, in February 2020, I didn't have a Zoom account. What we have now is a show where people can watch via Zoom. We started You Were the Media online in March 2020 when the pandemic started. You were one of the, you were one of the first guests. And we trialled out where I live on the south coast of England in a theatre. We trialled out in, in July. Can we bring people into a theatre together as well as people being a part of something on Zoom? It's quite raw. There's lots to learn. And now that's that's what we're doing. That's the thing. That's as we're going forward and is this delivering these hybrid business events via Zoom where there are two or you're basically creating the two audiences and you have one show. You have online and online come together and that they are a part of the same show. And I think that is a big skill now is how we deliver and you're addressing both audiences and both audiences can feel a part of something yeah. rather than saying, hey, be a part of our, you can come to the event, you can be a part of it online and watch online. And all it is is a camera uh, on on the stage yeah. and someone not even looking at the camera. That yeah. has to be an etiquette and a way that we address one another. But I, yeah. I am seeing this huge opportunity for these hybrid events where there is still togetherness. And I do believe that even though we can watch them via video, we can still create a sense of connection uh, online as well as offline. So you've used the the phrase sense of connection, um, and that's probably from day one what you've always been about is building an audience, but not just collecting people like their baseball cards, followers like their baseball cards, but really develop this human connection with them, um, which is really built into a community. And, and you know, like most words now in, in the marketing lexicon, they've been bastardised with an inch of their lives. And you'll hear the phrase community thrown a lot. And yes, we have a community and um, marketers are saying, but they haven't really got a community. They might have a few followers, uh, but that does not a community make. What's your take on community and why is it important today? Yeah, it's a yeah. That's a great question. The reason that this is now more important than ever is the world that we have all been thrust in. Yeah, that was thrust upon us in terms of uh, loneliness, in terms of isolation, in terms of feeling as though we're doing things on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all probably saw it when the pandemic hit, and everyone said, "Yeah, we're going to do a webinar. We're going to do a webinar. Everyone on how to get the best email headlines." And a company delivered a webinar, and only about three people watching it. Again, so we thought we could build something and it was never there. My big lesson from everything that's gone on in the past year is this, this ability to build a space before you actually need it. So we go into these channels to build people around it because when the earthquake, hey, earthquake, hey, topical. Yes, we had an earthquake in Melbourne last week. Quite when rare. The earthquake, <laughs> when the earthquake 
when the earthquake happens again, <laughs> you know that you're already covered. So to me, yeah. so when I talk about community, so we have audience. Let me just pick up on this very briefly, this thing of the importance of community. There's Joe Pulisi that talked about this only recently. Web 2 was around how people were enabled to build an audience and the people that own the audience can monetize from it. Great. Yeah. Lovely place to be. Hands up. Yeah, do it. New things happening. Web free that's happening, everybody. This is new for all of us. Is this ability to build the community that everyone can take some take something from it, whether that is learning, whether that is money, whether that is working together. So to me, that is what community means, is that people feel a part of something. Yep. And it doesn't have to be driven via the owner of that said audience or community. It's how it drives itself that people enjoy being a part of something where momentum continues. Yep. For instance, my goal is, can, can you, the media, still be there without me? At the minute, no. But maybe what I'm doing now is introducing more people into the you of the media center space so people take charge. That's what community is all about. It's not about the individual. It's about the people that are a part of it that drives the, the success forwards. Yeah, and and I, I guess to a large degree it has been geographic for you, um, you know, Bournemouth Pool, the whole uh, County Dorset area. But really now it's it's extending. You know, there's there's people close to you who are, you know, Newcastle and um, not Newcastle, Australia, but well, maybe Newcastle, Australia. Um, you know, Bristol, Southampton, uh, Melbourne. Look at <laughs> um, you dropping all those places in the towns in the UK. Well done. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's that's the thing is that it, it's sort of cr- creeping out, with it, but in a nice way. It's just you're you're extending the edges, and so yeah. yes, you have got that geographic in person, but people still feel part of it from across the world. Yeah, I so where I'm based is I have the luxury of I live near the sea, so I've always used geographically uh, a, a base. This this base where I where I. Where I live, I always I always use the word seaside. So when people come down, it feels like a holiday. You know, you've been down. You know, you've been down here as well. So it, you you create that connotation of beach, of play, and being like a kid again. But at the same time, you don't have to be everywhere. You can have a base, but you can still reach out to people. When I say reaching out, when we have these events and people are still watching on Zoom. And we don't want to forget the people. And that's what the, that's a big thing that really struck home with me is that we don't want to forget the people that stood beside us because yep. it was awful when things happened. I lost, you know, I lost a lot when, when March, April last year. You cannot forget those people that stood beside you when things went bad. When things went bad, we had things such as um, quizzes on a Friday. And, you know, I had to have a break. I was, I was absolutely, I was shattered July. And, and people clubbed together and made a little video. Uh, just to say, look, we'll see you when you're back, Mark. And it's this importance of, and I do value, which is what I mean. Listen, we look at people and we can monetize from people. Yeah, and 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 people become part of the sales funnel. You sign up to something, you're going to be bombarded with emails and to sign up and to pay and everything else. But there's another side to it, is that we create a space that people feel a part of. So when the time is right, they can step forward. That's the reason I do stuff for free. That's why I put stuff out there for free is that, when the time is right for someone, there are events that people pay for. There's the, the higher ticket items, the learning, and the, we had a month of learning a few early this year, as well as the events that we put on. There is, there, is, there is a price attached to it. I don't do everything 
that's there for free, but you want to create and, and you want people to feel welcome. So we've had enough, everyone's had enough in the past year of being coerced, of being taken down particular lines for the benefit of somebody else. But if we can create a place now that people enjoy, that they feel attached to, that they know that they can build connection with other people as well, when they feel good, that yeah, I'd like to go to that, it becomes so much more easier in terms of not always having to convince people yeah. to grab to keep their attention. But the naysayers to that will say, but that takes time and effort, Mark. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It, do you know what? And this that's a big thing. It does. But if we have, you know, if we are invested and we are curious about the, the marketplaces that we are a part of, it does make it does take time. But my way my way around that was, okay, well, I'm going to find, I will use the ways I've always made money and I'll have that ticking over here as in terms of uh, a marketing consultancy. But at the same time, I'm going to build this thing over here that's going to be quite gradual. Rather than thinking, I'm going to put all the eggs in this basket over here and I'm panicking that I need to kind of, I need to kind of pay the mortgage and everything else. It does take time. It, but the longer that you are invested in it, the easier it becomes. Mm. And creating anything of value takes time. Has oh, yeah, massive. You know, yeah, it has to. So tell me this. You've got the marketing agency or the consultancy that you run. How has you are the media, the side project that takes up probably more time, how has that helped your business? Let's get down to that. those sorts of tin tacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that it helps, okay, the way that it helps the commercial side is that I don't deviate too much by saying, everyone, this is how you can do it. And I realized that when there are, there are businesses, uh, 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 larger businesses where there are, they are a part of the community and they know that they may have a little bit of a need in terms of content strategy, in terms of content creation, there is a place for them to come to. And I signpost that, for instance, on the You of the Media website, I signpost that at the bottom. That basically says that this is brought to you by We Are the Media. On the weekly email, this is brought to you by We Are the Media. So a nice idea for, for people is that, well, if we create these side projects, we can still use it to signpost to our main businesses. Yep. That's the kind of way that becomes almost your free advertising. Yep. So I can't, I, I don't, I, for instance, if, if someone gets the weekly email, I'm not there driving people to buy or to spend money or, or, or no. to, to the commercial business. It's there as a prompt. And if people want to build that conversation, it's there. But by having something in an email that's sent every week, it's sent on a Thursday morning in the UK. Uh, um, so I've always kept it out as we for eight years now. So I want people to know that when the time is when the time is right for them or when they are part of a community, the conversation becomes so much more easier because mm. there is familiarity in what in what you of the media is. And then when there is a chance to raise it a level on a commercial basis, it becomes so much more easier because you're not necessarily having to pitch your services because yep. people can see what it's all about. They just want to do it for themselves. All right. Key takeaways there. And one thing I will say is I don't think I've ever seen any pitch for your agency ever, ever. Um, and more, I? It's just a, a natural thing. And people, like, I think 
people aren't stupid. If they want to know you and know a bit more about you, they'll find it out. And uh, clearly you know what you're doing around content. So, you know, and they probably dropped somewhere along the line. They probably follow you on, on, on LinkedIn anyway. So they know that you've got an agency anyway, but you're not running it down their throat like a mm. lot of marketers would do if they had a side event, a side project, a content property. Um, you know, they might be doing it really well, but too often we see that they just, they just jam the, you know, the, the commercial side and the calls to action. So you have to call to action. You have to have calls to action. You have to signpost things, as you say. You have to, you know, join dots. Absolutely. But it's then how, with what frequency and how, how much do you punish people over it? Um, because again, people really aren't stupid. They, they can make the correlation if they need to. Um, but the other thing is, and I think this is the critical one, because you're running events or you're creating content and you've got that, you're building affinity and familiarity. And so when they do come to, you know, either buy from you, however that is, whether it's attend an event or get you to do some work through your agency, that you're, you're and you say it often, you become the only person for them to go to. They're not going to put it out to 10 people. <laughs> 10 agencies, um, they already know, like, and trust you, you're front of mind and probably being talked about in their circles. So they're all the forerunners to commercial transactions that I see. It is. And I just want to pick up on that as well. I've just highlighted that recently. It was Kevin Kelly that said, he said, don't be the best, be the only. Be the only. And Jay Akunzo said, look, don't be the best, be their favourite. And yeah. I like that. I like, I know, you know what I mean? I like that. Rather than we're always pushing ourselves and we want to be seen yeah. as, you know, the big, the big problem for us all is how we're all heard and how we not just get someone's attention, but how we can keep their attention. So that's been a big driver for me in, is keeping people's attention, which is why I, you know, I put the time in trying to figure out how all this stuff works. Because then when we talk about, you know, you, you don't want to be the best, you want to be the only because you want to, that's how we set ourselves apart. So when people make that choice is our own little differentiators and people think, oh, I get it. You're the person that shouts and, and, and does all these events and the things that goes with it. And that's, you know, it's the same for our own personal lives as well as our business lives. It becomes a lot easier when we're not swimming around with everyone else shouting to be heard when we're saying the same stuff as everybody else, when that's, when that is the biggest, but that's the worst thing for all of us today as we're trying to come out of all this stuff Yeah, is, is how we all look and sound the same. And try and find that, find that balance between, you know, this is who I am and how I make a living versus, uh, um, you know, just delivering value again and again and again, but it comes back to another, well, we'll go back to our first key takeaway, consistency, uh, because if you're consistent, yes, consistent showing up, yes, consistent putting the, the you know, the the newsletter out every, every week for eight years, um, but consistency of message and story, albeit it, it will evolve what you're talking about today, you know, is very different than what you're talking about, you know, seven or eight years ago. But the threads and the themes are evolving, but they can, they've been consistent across the board how important do you you know is that something you focus on or do you think it's just organic yeah it evolves it's how we it's how we all change um and here's another realization from all this is that you when you said to me at the beginning what what were you doing one year ago and 
I also believe that you are your audience. A lot of people say, you cannot say that you're your audience. You're not. I believe that you are your audience. So related to, say, there and what's organic and ideas that we have and how we move and how we evolve of our thinking. So when you, when you asked me what I was doing a year ago, a year ago, I would have loved it if someone would, said, would have said to me, listen, this is how you put together a hybrid event. <laughs> this is how you put together an online course. And around that, I hadn't done that a year ago from when you asked me a year ago today. And it's how, so I believe that you are your audience because we're learning and how we're constantly experimenting, playing with ideas. But, but the most important thing is that it all comes from a common thing or the thing that you, you know, you, I take it from you when you talk about putting your flag in the sand and that thing that you want people to gather around. And it has to be that common message that you want to get across, but how that evolves over time is helped us all develop and how it develops our thinking and the connections that we make because we don't really want to be standing still. I'd hate to be talking about the things before the pandemic. I'd hate to be talking about the things that didn't affect me personally because the world, no, I think the world is slightly different, not too different, but we have all adjusted. So we have to tap into that because when we tap into that, we find that commonality with other people as well. Yep. So I'm going to, thinking of, uh, you know, the audience and, you know, people that are wanting to, you know, put themselves out there a a little bit more, create content. Um, Often it's, you know, to support their businesses, but but often they have a bigger picture and a bigger purpose out there that they might want to explore as well. Um, I run a, a group coaching program called School of Influence and we have someone who's uh, in the PR and communication space, but they're going to go into the healthcare space and write a book. And so, you know, that's uh, not everyone is kind of about business, but they might have a, a sort of a, a different purpose or a or a, or a um, don't you don't want to use the word side hustle, but you know, a sideline um, passion project they want to get out there. But I'm going to throw a couple of words at you, and you just. You know, this is a bit like the psychiatrist talking to the patient here. Tell oh, me no. the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> I'm just going to take my shoes off. Oh, okay. Uh, you don't have to get, get, say it back to one word, but what, what, what jumps out at you straight away? Content. Narrative. Narrative. Okay, you're not going to expand, just narrative. All right, let's go. Let's well, go. Well, 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 okay, if you say content to me, content, content to me means that how we how we share a narrative and a thread to what we want to say that we can that we can share with other people, and whether it strikes a chord or whether it doesn't, that's what content is to me. Boom! Social media. I think oh, my, my oh my goodness, my one misleading. I do like, for instance, misleading to me is that many of us talk about how we've built communities uh, and via our Twitter and our Instagram followings. They're not. They're just people that we're never, ever going to meet. Community, the, the ultimate thing of community is seeing the whites of somebody's eyes. Social media is misleading. And Twitter followers and Instagram followers are one of the most misleading metrics there are today. Next. Right. Facebook. <laughs> oh. 
a joy, a joy to be a part of. I find it weird. I find it weird. Look what's going on now with Ray-Ban and, and how we're looking to take over the world now via using Ray-Bans and sunglasses there and we're blinking our eyes and recording the world around us and giving our data away for everything else for free. <laughs> I don't know what word I use for that. I'm glad I raised it. Twitter. <laughs> um, I've been using Twitter. My, no, you want one word. Twitter consciousness so the 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 the, i'm starting to use a little bit more these ideas that come into my head i kind of jot them down and put it out there it's just a way that kind of i that thing of a scrapbook thing now i seem to have more conversations though hey big football fan i found my little community there on facebook um so twitter you're using a lot more i mean you've got a facebook group which is pretty active i mean it's it is a good forum for what you're doing though facebook in that regard um, yeah, because it's there. Yes, it's there. Um, I always I keep wanting to leave Facebook and same with, same with many, many people. It's the groups that keep people there. The groups is just a nice way of just keeping everyone up to speed with what's happening. Yeah. But, but the part of me just wants to know, I don't, can I live a life that isn't reliant on it? And I want to show to people that can we live our lives that aren't reliant on Facebook ads and how we're spending yeah. And you know, what I mean, you, you you highlighted a few months ago when you mentioned about you know organic reach on on LinkedIn probably isn't as prominent as it was yeah. a yeah. year or so. So it's 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 all interesting how it's all changing. All right, live streaming. Oh, terrible! That, that, I mean, for me personally, right? Here's my thing with live streaming. Right? <laughs> it's like you're riding the bus and you're getting everyone's tickets. And I was using Restream, and I was doing live streams on on LinkedIn. And all it you're would. doing is just distract. You're distracted by the people that post because you want to have hey, 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 Trevor Young says, great looking T-shirt, and 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 it's all these things that are happening has to have that production element to it. Has to have this ability to put on a show. But when we're doing this ourselves and we're using StreamYard and everything else and pop-ups and overlays and videos, I'm awful. I'm just distracted by it all, which is why it was the need to create these production studios. We can do it as small businesses, as independents. It's blimmin' hard work, though. So you don't like it or you just get distracted when you're actually doing it? I'm just not good at it. I'm yeah. just not good at it. I'm just not good at it. When you're using a live stream in session and I'm it's always it's always always hard when you're talking it's just you talking at a camera and you yeah. see a little panel there it's five people viewing 15 people viewing oh look I'm at 23 now it's oh let's <laughs> down to two <laughs> and, 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 and I what think I say? <laughs> it is exactly when were you yeah we live streaming we're doing all this and this is the whole thing just because you can live stream doesn't mean that LinkedIn are now going to be like, hey, we're going to let everybody see this. Or that topic that you wanted to talk about, it doesn't mean that everyone, anyone's want to click and watch it. It can work, but we have to also make sure we've got that audience and that topic that we're talking about. There's something that, that's going to strike. God, listen, I've seen it work brilliantly with with sport and, and watching games together and, and live streaming and watch-alongs and things like that. On a business level, I'm a little bit there waiting to be convinced. But you like video for uploading organic native video. Yeah, big fan of that. That's me. Even what we're doing is live. Our our live thing is, you know, 
for the live view of the media online, offline is, a, is almost live streaming, but that's because people come to want to be a part of an organised show. But you do, you know, you do a, a weekly newsletter and then you do a weekly video that explains the newsletter and opens, talks about it. So you're multi, multi-purposing. You're putting that up on the audio too, aren't you, podcast? Yeah. So, again, it's this, yeah, this multi-purposing thing. So That's I it. will read just to make sure that it, it feels okay or it sounds like me. And what better opportunity than to read into the microphone and to con- convert that into a, into a podcast. Yep. So yeah, this thing of repurposing, doing two-minute little videos that I put at the end of the email. I just like the the email becomes a multi-channel um, experience. So you can yep. listen, you can watch clips, you can read. That's why I'm a big fan of the and, email and newsletter. just for people listening in that the you have one you often have one big theme per newsletter now the newsletter has got multiple things and now you've got allow someone to take out you know take it over at the front end of it the intro area and and um and have you know other other elements of the newsletter but really it is one big theme uh or one big topic per per thing so that means just just clarifying that so you read it and put it on as a podcast and you then do a video and riff on the on the issue so or on the topic so that's that's really interesting repurposing so you're making um the the newsletter itself a living breathing thing uh oh, oh one one last one then community So to me, that is all about kinship. My big word there is kinship, of this thing kinship. of bringing people together, common values, shared beliefs, standing for something, standing with each other, and knowing that the world doesn't have to be as isolating, as painful, and, as, uh, and, and sometimes as tough as it is when you've got other people around you. And I'm not trying to be too happy-clappy with that. I'm talking from my own experience. <laughs> Um, yep. And you, you know what I mean? You were there delivering as part of the month of learning. When you have people together and you can experience and learn together and do things together, it's such an empowering thing. I love it, which is why this is the big thing that we're seeing in front of us now and the ability to be around other people, to find connection and to have a community yep. around it. I think we're going to see a lot more of it and a lot more quality over quantity. And you use the word kinship, which is one of my favourite words too. It just sort of says everything, doesn't it? Mark, been an absolute pleasure, my friend, uh, hearing the story and what you've been up to and uh, dropping in some key takeaways as we go through. Um, but I love, it. I love the way you do this. I like this when you're doing it. And then it's like, well, let's just pause a minute. He just talked about it. I like that. Rather than read this show, you're not laying there. Read this show notes. I'm going to tell you it as we're doing it. As on we're the doing seat it. of our pants. What, 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 what key takeaways? Plenty of great stuff there. And where can people find you? Where can they sign up to the newsletter? More important. Oh, you're great. Thank you very much. Thank you for giving me this platform, Trevor. I really do appreciate. It. I do. I do enjoy coming on the Reputation Revolution. See, I'm plugging you now. I'm bigging you up. <laughs> youthemedia.co.uk. So come to youthemedia.co.uk and in the bottom of the page there, leave your leave your email, and then I'm going to send you. If you do, I'm going to send you a personal video from me to you. To if you're listening, you do that, and I'm going to send you a little video giving you my love from me to you. <laughs> Take him up on that. Take him up on that. <laughs> All righty. Thanks very much, Mark. Much appreciated. Thank you, Trevor. 
The reputation economy is here. The world today needs more genuine, credible experts and leaders to stand up and share their experience, their wisdom, their stories and ideas. Are you in? 